Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralask pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Hey, we're my friendly low. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for Ghost Kiss Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson, now part of the Beast and Family Podcast. We've got a tremendous podcast for you guys. We're going to be getting a little bit more insight on the West Virginia front as a man that served on the coaching staff for them a few years ago, Ryan McIntyre, is going to be joining me. He does a great job with the Ryan and Rush show, which is dedicated all to West Virginia athletics. He also does a great job over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I know that he does their podcast, The College Experience, with Kobe Danton. I know that they're expanding for a little bit more Big 12 coverage this year as well. We're going to be talking about what we've all seen with West Virginia at this point. Now, we did the interview a little bit before Trey Mitchell was officially going to Kentucky. We were thinking he was going to be going to Kentucky anyway, but it wasn't quite official there, so there's going to be a little bit more speculation talk there. And we're also going to be bashing Kentucky a little bit for not making moves, so there's going to be a point in the podcast where you're going to be able to have a little bit of a chuckle if you're a fan of Kentucky and very much deserved because Trey Mitchell going over there I think is big and that's something that I'm going to be hitting upon in segment number one but we're going to be chatting with him about what to expect out of the regime of one Josh Eilert how West Virginia is trying to piecemeal things together how it just wasn't tenable to hire on a full-time coach at this point and we're going to be taking a look at the landscape of the Big 12 as well because we did see a few other moves in recent days what Kansas State has been able to do here late in the portal Texas Tech bringing in Devon Cambridge we're going to be hitting upon those moves as well so we've got a two-part podcast for you as we're going to be hitting in segment number one the news and notes that we saw in college basketball and I know that one of our good friends Ethan Bach has done a great job of just keeping up with the overall roster that we've got with West Virginia so we're going to be diving into that in segment number one and if you do have a question comment segment idea what have you for this podcast you do have one of two ways we offer those in first one is my twitter timeline at unit underscore 81 keep in mind letters m Maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Really did not get in a lot of Twitter questions today, but as I am doing this podcast... Here is who is all currently in the fold for West Virginia. Kirk Creesa, who had previously decided that he was going to test the waters in the transfer portal. He's back in full. He, Kobe Johnson, Raekwon Battle, literally just before I came on this podcast, he redoubled down and said that he is going to be with West Virginia. Jesse Edwards, Josiah Harris, Omar Silviero, Jose Perez, along with Patrick Sumnick, hopefully I said that correctly, and Seth Wilson. That is currently your roster for West Virginia. As we did see James Okunkwo decide to enter in the transfer portal. 
guy that a season ago was averaging right around two and a half points. He was able to log for the team about 3.2 rebounds per game. He was one of their top recruits about two seasons ago. Just has never really flourished. It's more of a traditional back-to-the-basket sort of big man. He is currently out there in the transfer portal. We did see Trey Mitchell, who I just alluded to, and, well, we didn't know the exact landing spot for Trey Mitchell when we did the interview with Ryan McIntyre, but he lands at Kentucky, and this is going to be a big one for Kentucky, and with Trey Mitchell, just one of the more versatile guys at right around six foot nine that you're going to find in all of college basketball, just has never really been able to find that home. He really had his best results when he was over at UMass a few years ago. I still remember during the 2019-20-2020-2021 campaigns, when he was at UMass, shot about 34% from three with 18 points, seven boards, two assists, a steal, a block for contest. This guy could be a complete set sheet suffer at right around six foot nine. Last year at West Virginia was solid. Shot 36.5% from three, five and a half boards, 11.7 points per game, but Kentucky, they just needed someone. And something that we're going to be alluding to with Ryan McIntyre is that with Kentucky, We've always found that their best teams have some sort of experience. I mean, even when you had the likes of, like, Anthony Davis and company and all those guys that were freshmen that they were able to win the national title, even that team had a little bit of experience to it in the backcourt especially. And bringing back Antonio Reeves, like, he was deciding whether or not to go into the transfer portal for the longest of time. He decides that he is going to be coming back. But even that team had someone like a Darius Miller who was able to help out the backcourt a little bit with like 10 points, a few assists. Didn't do a ton, but he was able to, get to sort of guide the hand of Michael K. Gilchrist, Marquis T, guys like that. So I do think that this is a very seismic get for Kentucky and one that was very much needed. So Mohamed Wagyu, hopefully I said that correctly, he also decided to enter in the transfer portal from West Virginia. Had a nice year last year. He came in from Harkham, PA, was able to give the team four points, three boards. That's a little bit of a junior college transfer. Someone who's six foot ten with a little bit of size. So it is going to be interesting to see what we get there. But we also saw a few other transfer moves over the last few days. As a pair of guys who are graduate transfers and are going to be highly touted in the portal, in my opinion. They decided that they were going to be entering in as Javon Quinterly, who last year was a little bit more of an afterthought in terms of a scoring aspect for Alabama. Still did a nice job of being able to dole off the ball, three and a half assists per contest, eight and a half points per game last season, but scoring numbers clearly fell. So remember while he was at Alabama the previous year, averaged about 13 points per contest during the 2020-21 season was more of a 43% three-point shooter with 13 points, more like three assists per contest. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there as for Quinterly, he suffered a pretty rough injury that costed him towards the beginning part of the season last year. So that is going to be a hot name out there on the transfer portal. And then Ithia Horton as well. He was playing at UCF last season and began his career over at Delaware. So had some good years at Pitt. He's coming off of everything in the American last year, 12 points, three and a half boards, nearly a seal and a half per contest on 35% three-point shooting on volume. This is someone that is going to be very highly touted as well. So there are teams that they still have a roster spot or two sitting out there here in late June into early July. These are going to be targets for them. So we've got something to talk about there, but we've got to be taking a look at the whole West Virginia situation because now things are starting to come into form. We've got an interim coach in the fold and a man that knows so much about West Virginia is our good friend and Ryan McIntyre. He's going to be joining me next to talk about the whole ordeal, what to expect on these 
these guys as they make their decision whether or not to hit the transfer portal or not and take a look at the Big 12 as a whole. That's up next right here on Chris Gossips with myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now a part of the VC Family Podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. With myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beast Family Podcast. It is great to be joined by this man as Ryan McIntyre. He knows all so well about West Virginia and certainly has been observing what's happened over the last few weeks as he was actually a part of the West Virginia coaching staff a few years ago. He does a tremendous job over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I know that he does the College Experience Podcast along with Kobe Damp, but I doubt that. I know that they're doing more with the Big 12 for this upcoming year, and you're going to hear more about that at the end. I know that he also does a show dedicated to West Virginia sports and West Virginia basketball called the Ryan and Rush Show, as well as it is Ryan McIntyre joining me on the podcast. And you're able to follow him on Twitter at Moneyline underscore Mac, Mac spelled M-A-C. And Ryan, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Hoops, always appreciate you having me on. It has been a wild week in Morgantown. We got a little bit of clarity, but a lot of moving parts still to go. Yep, absolutely. Certainly not the situation that anyone wanted. No fans or buts about that, but... I do think that in the end, things are starting to come to a about as good of a resolution as you could get given the circumstance, because no doubt, this is something that you wouldn't want to wish upon any program, but I felt like in the end on Saturday, Josh Eilert becoming the interim coach was probably the best thing that West Virginia could hope for for the 2023-24 season. What happens after this, who knows, but I know that West Virginia was conducting a national coaching search, but not sure what your thoughts were, but I just felt like it was too late in the process for them to hire on anyone permanent, just given the circumstances with it being late June. Completely agree, Hoops, and Josh Eiler, a little background on him. He's been with Tugs since 2006 when he took over the Kansas State job. Played a bunch of different positions, graduate assistant, video coordinator, director of operations, assistant coach now, and now he's interim head coach. So it's kind of been a crazy story. And I think that this late in the game on June the 25th when we're recording this show, they had no choice. They had to go interim, keep this roster intact because we've seen it with college basketball. You just want to get to the dance and anything can happen. We've seen FAU go to the Final Four last year. We saw San Diego State go to the National Championship. Miami, Elite Eight, Final Four last two years. So I don't think you ever just forfeit and punt a season in a sport where you could just go on a run if you could just get to the dance. I do think that with Ilert, he has been very well received. And I think that this was the best thing that West Virginia could hope for because it does seem like Kirk Carissa from all of the social media photos that he posted up seems very happy now. I know that Joe Toussaint over the week he is going to be meeting with a few different schools. He is going to be going through the process, but all in all, at the very minimum, it feels like they are going to be able to retain some of these guys in the transfer portal. I wouldn't doubt if they perhaps lose someone due to everything that happens. That's just what happens when you lose a head coach like Bob Huggins. But I think that in terms of roster 
chemistry and just being able to maintain the guys that they were able to acquire in the portal, this was the best resolution for them. Completely agree, and and you mentioned it. Joe Toussaint's going to visit a couple other Big 12 schools, K-State and Texas Tech this week. And Trey Mitchell just went to Kentucky. The conversations I had with everybody around the program is that they think that they can get two out of the three back with the chance to get a third back. But obviously they got the first one out of the way when Kirk Kreese just committed here just a little bit ago. So hopefully they can get at least one of these final two back. Absolutely. As joining me on the podcast, we do have Ryan McIntyre of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And we just talked about some of the basics, some of the roster moves that have been made. And it seems like just when it was all said and done, West Virginia did everything humanly possible to try to maintain as much of that chemistry and much of that roster for this season. But in terms of what we're going to be seeing on the coach with on the court with Eiler now mm-hmm. being the coach, what do you expect? Because you just mentioned it. He did coach under Bob Huggins for many years. As a matter of fact, if I read correctly, he was actually with Bob Huggins that one year in which they had Michael Beasley and company over there at Kansas State. Mm-hmm. So he was with them for a very long time. Do you think that there's going to be anything different with regards to just sort of the way that the program is run slash maybe a little bit of a different style in general? I think uh, Josh will definitely continue the Hugs philosophy defensively. I mean, you think of Bob Huggins, you think of defense, toughness, rebounding, and just out-toughing you to win win basketball games in March. And I think that Josh is going to open it up more offensively. I think they're going to play a little bit faster. And I also think that just wearing the different hats of a video coordinator, director of basketball operations, Mick Cronin's a former video coordinator for Bob Huggins. It's worked out pretty well. Brad Underwood's a former director of operations for Hugs at K-State, and obviously he's been a good head basketball coach. So I think Josh is going to kind of try and mirror things with Hugs on the defensive end, but I definitely think he'll throw a couple wrinkles on the offensive end, maybe opening it up more for this roster, hopefully, that's coming back. And I do think that it is interesting as well to gauge what we are going to be getting from West Virginia because something that I've gathered over the years is that every team it felt like was its own living, breathing entity, like when it was Derek Culver and Oscar Sheboy, it was more of like the pack line style. They were clearly looking to play a lot more through the post. Last few years, there was a lot more three-point shooting that was going on with guys like Eric Stevenson and company. Do you think that Eilert is really going to be curtailing his style, much like Bob Huggins was doing over the last few years, to where it's sort of just built around the players that he is able to maintain, whether that be with the likes of Trey Mitchell, whether that be if slash if Joe Toussaint does slash Toussaint, return back to the program. Do you think he's going to be trying to do sort of that same philosophy? Yeah, I think he'll definitely mix and match to basically whatever will take the win. Because in reality, he's got nine months to hopefully put on an addition just like Rodney Terry just did. I think their strengths right now is they're able to shoot the basketball from multiple positions. And they got Jose Perez, Omar Silverio. Hopefully Joe Toussaint comes back, Kirk Creesa. You got a couple younger guys that are coming back that have been in the program and Kobe Johnson and Seth Wilson. And then they got Raekwon Battle as well from Montana State. And then I think you got a more modern-day big, Jesse Edwards from Syracuse, kind of a rim runner and a good ball screen big. It's a good role pieces. So I think he will play more of a modern – probably play more ball screens than Hugs did in the past. But I definitely think he's just going to do whatever he thinks is best to win basketball games because, in reality, it's a nine-month addition for hopefully he has a chance to get the job in April for him. And we have seen it in the past. Someone like within mm-hmm. the same conference, Rodney Terry, he was able to get the job over at Texas. Obviously, that was a less-than-savory situation as well. So we have seen time and time again some of these guys that they do get the interim job. Honestly, more often than not, they do end up with the head coaching job if they are able to put together 
a very nice year as well. So this is going to be big for Josh Eiler as joining me on the show. We do have Ryan McIntyre does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. But as we know, with West Virginia, they certainly have been the team that's been in the news the most over the last two weeks. Let's call it what it is. But there have been quite a few moves that have been made in the Big 12 in recent weeks, like Arthur Kaluma heading over to Kansas State, I think is absolutely nothing to seize at at all. I think that that's a relatively big gift for them. And then I thought that it was also very striking that we saw Devin Cambridge head on over to Texas Tech as well. And I think that Cambridge heading to Texas Tech is something that's a little bit under the radar because Grant McCaslin, as we know, he played the slowest style in all of college <laughs> basketball last year. He built himself around guards that he just really played tenacious defense. There weren't a lot of guys other than Tyler Perry on that North Texas team that were really able to pop it from three in. It feels like he's trying to do that exact same style over at Texas Tech, play super slow, hang his hat on defense. And I thought that Cambridge was a very under the radar and a very good get for them. And that's why I fell under the radar is that I had no idea that Cambridge had decommitted from Oregon until I saw that he was heading to Texas Tech. Cambridge was a highly touted guy coming out of high school, started at Auburn and went over to Arizona State and now finished at Texas Tech. Another guy that's been to multiple schools. I definitely think that he is going to fit in nicely at Texas Tech, a guy that could score the basketball and a guy that's got good size on the wing. You mentioned it with Grim Castlin. I think definitely he's going to try and outgrind games in year number one. That's what he did at North Texas and then why he had so much success. So I definitely think he's going to bring over that defensive culture that already kind of is already in place with uh, what Chris Beard laid down the foundation uh, in previous years. I do think so as well. And I do think that this is just once again going to be a Big 12 that it is going to be rough and tumble. Like we even saw Zach Clemens. This is obviously not a big move by any stretch of the imagination, but he's heading on back to UC Santa Barbara. That is going to be something that is good to be able to give them a little bit of depth as well. And I'm just very curious to see where some of these teams fall that are going to be deemed more middle-of-the-road teams, like a Kansas State picking up Arthur Kaluma. I think that that's a very curious case. And with Kansas State, I'm not sure what your expectations are for this season, but it feels like they're utilizing a lot of the same blueprint from last year. They got Tyler Perry very late in the transfer portal, and I don't think that there's any way humanly possible that Arthur Kaluma is going to be able to duplicate what Keontae Johnson did last year. What Keontae Johnson did, I thought, was one of the just better stories that we've seen in college basketball in quite some time. But he does sort of fit that mold, has a similar build and a similar game to him. And I think that Jerome Tang is going to be able to do a solid job with a lot of pieces that are similar to what they were a season ago. Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail right on the head, Greg. You bring over Kaluma and Perry kind of to try and to try and fill uh, the voids of Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson. Like you said, it's going to be hard to replace those guys and what they meant to that team. They didn't have to replace as many pieces this year because they cleared out everything last year where they brought in 10 to 11 new guys. I think that they're going to be a top half in the Big 12 and I think they just got a lot of good pieces. It's all about it, kind of like with every team in, in the transfer portal NIL era. How quickly will they mesh and play together? Yep, I think that that is going to be so important as well. And Ryan, I know that there's going to be a lot of teams that they are going to be going through coaching changes. No doubt, West Virginia, they're going through one of the more immediate of them. But we did see north of 50 coaches decide that they were going to be going to new programs. We saw north of 50 hirings, firings, what have you. Were there any in particular that stand out to you that you're taking a look at and you think, man, this is either going to work out really, really well or 
maybe you do have a few question marks because there are a lot of people are saying this is a really good coaching hire, and you perhaps have a few question marks with it. I think you got to look at the Big East, and it's probably the biggest name of the coaching hire carousel. It's going to be Rick Pitino going to St. John's. Can he get that program already in year number one back to the tournament, bringing in a bunch of transfers from those Northeast schools and going to get the magic at the garden back already. Georgetown as well is a unique situation because it seemed they have dipped into the portal as well, but they've also gone with some highly touted freshmen. So I think Ed Cooley's trying to get good quick, but at the same time, he's trying to play the long game and build the foundation of a program just like he did at Providence. And then, of course, Ole Miss with Chris Beard. Can he get that to the NCAA tournament in year number one in Oxford? He's got a bunch of talented transfers coming in, and we've seen it wherever Chris Beard has been. He's really good with the transfers, whether it's at Little Rock, Texas Tech, and then Texas. He's always been really good with the transfer portal. Yeah, he certainly has been. And I think that there have been a lot of teams in the SEC that have one under the radar because I totally agree with you. I think that Ole Miss did a tremendous job this offseason. Auburn is a team that I just keep going back to, and I think they've done a solid job bringing back G&I Broom, bringing back J. Owen Williams. They bring in some like a Denver Jones that is able to pop some threes, and that's really what they were lacking a season ago. I think that just in terms of competitiveness, I think that the SEC is about as tough as it's ever been because I don't necessarily look at the SEC and think, oh, that's a team that is going to be in contention for a Final Four. But I do take a look at a lot of these teams and I think, man, that's a team that could make a second week of the NCAA tournament run. And from there, as we were talking about, once you get into the dance just in general, anything can happen. And I really feel like the SEC might be as competitive as we've seen it in a very long time without that clear-cut number one. I agree. I think the SEC is probably the most underrated league coming into next year. you got a bunch of coaches as well that are headed into year number twos. Dennis Gates at Missouri, Chris Jans at Mississippi State. I think they both take a step as well this year and get back to the dance. And then you got you already got your core of really good programs that have already been established with Nate Oates in Alabama. Buzz Williams brings back a bunch of guys as well, Texas A&M. Rick Barnes in Tennessee is always good. And you mentioned it, Auburn with Bruce Pearls could have been a staple in the SEC the last couple of years. And then, of course, the big question mark in the league is Kentucky. It's the biggest unknown in college basketball. I know you talk about it every day on your show. It'll be interesting to see how these young cats mesh from day number one. Yep, I'm right there with you. I do think that just a massive question mark is what you're going to be able to get out of Kentucky just because, man, I thought that they were going to do something in the transfer portal, as we know. Trey Mitchell, he is going to be visiting with them. And if Kentucky drops a ball on that, then that's really on them because they need someone like anyone to just be able to come in there, give them a little bit of experience. Antonio Reeves is going to be able to help them out. And have you just been surprised in general that Kentucky has made as few moves as they have because I feel like I've talked about it a lot this offseason, but I just still can't get over the fact that you've got all these top flight freshmen. John Calipari has been at Kentucky for over a decade, so he knows that his teams have always been best when they've had a little bit of experience. Not saying that he needs to have seven guys that are in their fourth year or later, but I mean, just something in there. And it's just been rather startling to watch what has happened in Lexington this offseason. Yeah, I think even if you were completely against the transfer portal and going that route, 
you still got to be a little bit surprised that he hasn't brought anybody in and just completely doubling down and tripling down that he's going to go with his freshman. But you know what? I think that they were really overconfident that Oscar Chibwe was going to come back. I mean, we just saw he didn't get drafted. I think that they were pretty sure that they were going to get him back and it kind of bit them in the behind because they really couldn't get Hunter Dickinson when he was available just because they had Oscar still pending. So it's been an interesting offseason for Kentucky and we'll see if John Calipari's the last one laughing with all these freshmen. But you mentioned it. All his good team, he's had so many good freshmen. I mean, you watch the draft every year, and it's a Kentucky guy after a Kentucky guy, but all his really good teams have had a couple veteran pieces. They just don't have that this year. No, they do not, but what we've always got when you're aboard is some great analysis, Ryan. I know that you do great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and I know you guys are adding over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network as well, because you're dedicated all to the college front, and now I know that you're going to be providing even more in terms of Big 12 than ever before. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the floor right here. Let the good people at home know what's all on tap for you and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, appreciate it, Greg. Like you said, I'm with the College Experience co-host with uh, Colby Dant, and we are branching out and adding a Big 12 College Experience where we'll be breaking down Big 12 on a daily basis throughout the year, football, basketball, etc. I mean, the transfer portal in college basketball never stops. So that'll be releasing here after the 4th of July. So you guys can find us over at the College Experience. And that you mentioned it at the beginning of the show, I host a West Virginia podcast as well, football, basketball, and all sports, any news. That's the Ryan and Russ show. And always appreciative to come on and talk some hoops with you, Hoops. And Ryan does an absolutely tremendous job taking a look at this game that we all know and love. And every single time he joins this podcast, lends great insights into the game that we all know and love. So a big thanks to Ryan for joining me on Coast to Coast Hoops, now part of the Beast Family Podcast. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we all fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNN underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters DM. They mean it does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. We've got conference previews coming hot and heavy. Most likely going to be trying to do the CAA and Conference USA within the next few days. So we're going to be trying on that front. We've had quite a bit of news with West Virginia. So the conference preview might be on hiatus for a few days. Probably going to be looking to do more of those towards the weekend this week. So be on the lookout for that and I'm with you guys every single day on this podcast which means I'll be chatting with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can be all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you and you're able to learn more over at BetterHelp.com. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.